Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Laura Jackson and welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle, the podcast from the Sunday Times style that's all about phenomenal female founders and how they turn their passions from a bit on the side to a thriving business. From beauty to manufacturing, tech to finance and more. On this show, we get the ins and outs, ups and downs of setting up your own company. You can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do this via whatever podcast app you normally use. I'm joined by Popular Pora for this episode. She studied journalism at Nottingham Trent University and worked in marketing before setting up her business, Self and More. It's already grown massively in such a short space of time and I couldn't wait for Poppy to tell me all about it. Here she is now. Poppy, so nice to meet you. Hello, nice <laughs> to meet you too. Um, I have really gone into a rabbit hole when I've been researching your business. It's been amazing. I've loved it. Um, for people who don't know about Self and More, what kind of business is it? What do you do? Uh, Self and More is an online sex toy boutique and we are based in the UK and we're very much focused on empowering people to experience more pleasure and to masturbate without shame. I'm sure you've got loads of funny um, answers for why you started your business, but why did you decide to get into this industry? (laughs) Well, a few years ago, I was shopping for toys, primarily to use by myself. And I felt that the experience of buying toys, you know, going into stores or shopping online, everything was kind of geared towards this heterosexual version of sex. And toys were presented to me very much through the male gaze, by which I mean, you know, scantily clad ladies with massive breasts in lacy lingerie, like holding a massive nine inch toy. And that was very at odds at what I was looking for. My experience with toys was that they were very empowering and that they were tools for pleasure. But this kind of experience of buying them felt really seedy and kind of a bit dirty and a bit wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So I started doing loads of research about kind of toys in the UK and trying to find a shop that kind of fit that image of empowerment. And I just couldn't find it. And the more I researched, the more I found that the sex toy industry is really unregulated and lots of toys that are being sold they're super cheap and they're made from subpar materials that can actually be quite damaging to your body but lots of shops were still selling these and I just figured 
you know, I can't find anywhere selling the stuff that I want to buy in a way that makes sense to me. So I'm going to start it. Wow. I mean, how, how do you start a business like that? Where, where do you begin? So a lot of product research. If anyone knows anything about sex toys, they will know that there are thousands and thousands of sex toys out there and some of them are great and some of them are terrible so a big part of it was figuring out which of those toys were worth selling um quite early into the kind of research phase I found a trade show in in Coventry and as you do of, as you do go to the Rico arena you know um <laughs> So yeah, dragged my partner along with me to go and check out all of these toys in the flesh and actually get a feel for what's out there. Um, and came back from that just kind of brimming with ideas about the kind of things that I wanted to stock um, and the content that I wanted to create. You know, I wanted the website to be a kind of hub of pleasure education content that allowed people to kind of make informed decisions about the toys that they were buying. So, you know, my background is marketing. Uh, so that side of things like building the website and pulling together the, the product descriptions and all of that kind of stuff came quite naturally to me. It was the, the parts of figuring out how to actually start a business, you know, the logistics and the, the boring admin bits that took a really long time to research because I had no experience of any of that kind of stuff. So that was a big kind of chunk of figuring out how to actually start it. Going back to you just saying about how the sex industry is, is quite unregulated. How do you go about then making sure that all of the products that you're sourcing are in line with your ethos and your kind of sustainability mission? Yeah, absolutely. So we only work with reputable brands who are creating products which are up to the standard that we want them to be. So, you know, you can you can buy sex toys incredibly cheap if you want and just sell them on at a high profit. Or you can choose toys that have been made responsibly by brands which are very clear about their processes. And the, the materials are a really big part of it. So body safe materials are materials which you can clean properly and that don't contain harmful chemicals. There are chemicals that are banned in children's toys that are still being put into sex toys that you put That's into the body. Isn't it? It is crazy. But why, why do you think the system is so unregulated then? And how, I mean, are you, are you yourself and more going to go about changing that? I think it's because there's such a stigma around sex. So in many ways, that kind of industry has just kind of been left to its own devices because, um, I don't know, it's stigmatized to the point where maybe businesses and governments don't want to kind of touch it. Um, absolutely. I mean, in our future, we have plans to create toys. And I'm sure once we go through that process, we will have some big ideas about how the industry should be regulated. Why do you think it is such a taboo subject still? I think that we have so much shame still lingering in our society and particularly with kind of female pleasure as well. I think it starts, it starts really early. It starts when we're children and it starts when we're going through sex education at school. And I say sex education, lack thereof. You know, we're taught about things like the fallopian tubes and the ovaries, but not the clitoris. And we still see in kind of TV and books, people skirting around the real names for anatomy and saying things like flower instead of vulva. Um, so I think this shame is deeply ingrained in our society and it takes quite a lot of work to kind of break out of that. And it isn't until we start talking about it and 
allowing people to understand that they are normal and their experience of sex is normal, that we can kind of shed some of that shame and get through that. The global sex toy market was valued at over 33 billion in 2020, so there's clearly a demand. I asked Poppy how she makes sure Self and More stands out from the crowd. Our business is relatively young. I only started Self and More two years ago. And even in that small time, we've seen a really big shift towards the attitudes towards sex toys. And they've moved from being something kind of in the back room to a wellness tool. Another thing that makes us stand out is the fact that we don't use any gender labels on our website. So a lot of mainstream stores and brands, they categorise their pleasure products by male or female or even by sexual orientation. And not everyone fits into these categories. And I wanted to make sure that the shopping experience was as inclusive as possible. So we categorise toys by their function and what they do and the body parts that they can be used on rather than and applying an arbitrary gender category to them. And I think we were really fortunate that we started talking about masturbation as a kind of form of self-care and as an empowering thing that you can do by yourself to get pleasure kind of at the beginning of this kind of shift. So we were really fortunate in that respect. And I think a big part of like the business success as well is me putting a friendly face to the business so people know that there is a real human who actually kind of cares about your pleasure behind this business and I think that's really helped people to kind of resonate with self and more and our mission. Yeah I think a lot of female entrepreneurs that we've spoken to on this podcast have said the same that actually you being front and center of your brand um, people really engage with and they, they, they like to see a human and not a robot so I, I think that if anybody's starting a brand, that is just really, really good advice. You talked about kind of the the more businessy side of things that didn't come as easy to you. Um, how how did you overcome those obstacles? Just a lot of googling. <laughs> and to be honest, I wish that I'd asked for help earlier on. You know, I was quite hell bent on doing it all myself and figuring it all out myself. And you know, I think when you're in that position, you shouldn't be afraid to find other people that have started businesses and ask them those questions. And you know, outsource things where you can get an accountant as early as you need to, and don't try and figure out all those kind of business things yourself. Get advice. What I mean, what are the steps that you had to go through to get your business off the ground initially? Things like incorporating your business and claiming the domain and all of those kind of things, figuring out what kind of business you should operate as, you know, are you going to be a sole trader or a limited company and all of those kind of things that if you don't have a business background can be quite confusing. And how about your name? Was that really important to you? And did you kind of, you know, look for something that was bespoke to you, but also something that you could trademark? Absolutely. I think the name was really important. And particularly at the time, lots of sex toy companies, their names were very uh, kind of raunchy and all like variations on the same theme. And I wanted self and more to be something that didn't sound explicitly sexual, that sounded like something you would be happy to say to your friends in public and browse the website and not be embarrassed about the name. And self and more came from the fact that you know, our core proposition is around like finding pleasure within yourself, learning how to learning how to give your body pleasure and using those skills that you find to have better sex all round. So the self is about yourself and more is everything else. <laughs> 
Every guest we have on the show started their business as a side project. And while some have managed to take the leap of faith into full-time, for others, they're still building up their brand. I wanted to ask Poppy if she's gone full-time or was it still a case of juggling self and more with full-time work? No, that is not the case. I went full-time with self and more last year in the middle of lockdown. So when you initially started the business and you had your full-time job and you were starting um, self and more, how did you, how did you manage your time? A lot of hours in the evening doing work on your side project. And that's the reality of it really, isn't it? You have to kind of let go of a little bit of social life in order to get something off the ground. Um, And I was working in an office nine to five. So it was stealing hours wherever I could on my lunch break after work to try and like get this thing off the ground. And then when I eventually started trading and, you know, I, I had a bunch of stock in my living room, basically, <laughs> and orders would be coming in and I would be packing them in the morning and taking them on the tube with me and sending them off at the post office <laughs> and then going into work. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that sounds like a logistical nightmare in terms yeah. of figuring out what hours you're doing, what in the day. Did you have a light bulb moment then when you were like, I need to do self for more full time. It needs my whole attention. Yeah, it just, I always knew that I wanted it to be full time, obviously. And I think when the pandemic hit and I started working from home, I had these extra hours to put into my job, into myself and more because I wasn't commuting. Um, And, you know, it's much easier to take your lunch break to create some social content or do whatever when you're just at home. And we also saw this kind of like cultural shift towards everyone being stuck at home and having to look to themselves for pleasure rather than seeking it externally from other people. And the sex toy industry boomed and self and more was included in that. It just got to the point where I could no longer do both well. And I had so many ideas with self and more and there was no time to do them. And on top of that, it had finally got to the point where it was viable to pay myself. And I was like, this is it. This is the time I'm going to quit. So I did. And let's talk about the business today. So is it just you or do you have staff or do you have a team? It is me full time. I have a lovely assistant who helps with all of the things that I don't want to do. (laughs) And then we work with freelancers on things like content creation and design and stuff like that. And then I also have a uh, warehouse and fulfillment company that fulfill all the orders. Oh, amazing. Okay. So that was a bit of a shift from you sending out orders from your living room to then having a fulfillment company. When did that shift happen? Yeah, that was a big shift. And that was something I was incredibly excited about because packing orders is obviously such a time drain. (laughs) So we moved into the warehouse a couple of months ago. um, But over the past year, there've been times when kind of demand has way outweighed what I could physically put out so I've had to go to suppliers and ask them if they'll kind of like send products directly to the customer on my behalf at points where you know there was a weekend where we had uh, 200 orders came in on one day and I was like wow there's absolutely no chance I can manage all of that so I had to scrabble around and find a solution for that. And how do you find a fulfillment center what I don't even know what that process even looks like. Yeah, it's quite tricky, actually. And especially with the nature of our products, the fact that a lot of them have batteries in, this is something I didn't even realize would be an issue. You know, I got to kind of late stages talking to a couple of warehousing solutions. And then they were like, oh, actually, we don't know if we can send those batteries. So we're going to have to pull out and things like that are really frustrating. Um, But eventually, I found a warehouse that kind of matched our 
ethos in terms of their their green fulfillment so everything is packaged in an eco-friendly manner and yeah just lots of research and lots of conversations and figuring out what's important to you and how much you can afford so does that you know so do they um the fulfillment company um uh, that all of the stock goes to them and they pack it up so you do you decide things as a company like the tissue paper the stickers how it's kind of how it's wrapped and that kind of look and feel is that something that's decided by yourself or more yeah absolutely so obviously because of the nature of our business the packages have to be discreet externally so just plain brown boxes which is a shame I'd love to send things out in like a beautiful you know like um beauty pie or something like that you know something something pretty but the world's not there yet (laughs) so everything is very neutral externally um but then yeah we've picked we have a lovely lilac tissue paper we have a leaflet and we have a sheet of stickers which go out with every order at the moment and all of that is provided by us we send it to the warehouse and they just pack it up and send it out and so at the moment you are stocking other people's products but is there an opportunity for self more to kind of create their own products and how and what does that look like i think that's the next big stage of our growth um making products and designing products has always kind of been on my radar but in the beginning i didn't feel equipped with enough knowledge about the industry and now kind of two years on i feel like we have an invaluable amount of data and insight into what people actually want from toys. So that is absolutely the next step for us. And I'm pretty excited about that. (laughs) You can find all the latest news and advice for founders starting and growing their businesses at the Times Enterprise Network. Visit thetimes.co.uk forward slash business forward slash enterprise dash network, where you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One of the keys to Self and More's success has been Poppy's commitment to building a super engaged community, mostly done through Instagram. I asked her to tell me a little bit more about how she did that. Oh God, I love our community so much on Instagram. It's such a wonderful, empowering group of people. And one of the kind of things that I realized was that lots of women in particular don't have friends that they can talk about pleasure and masturbation with. And I always wanted the Instagram to be kind of like a friend or a sister who would give you friendly advice and empowering messages and advice about toys that you just can't get from anywhere else. And that's always been quite core to our proposition on Instagram. And the content that we create, I think is content that is quite shareable a lot of the time. And we've just really seen that people have kind of got behind the cause because, you know, female pleasure is something that a lot of people are becoming increasingly passionate about. And we've seen it just grow quite organically when influencers have kind of got behind our message and started sharing our posts. Yeah, and it's just grown really organically and quickly over the past two years. How important has your Instagram been then in terms of the growth of your business? It sounds like it's been very important, and especially when you come from a marketing background. It's been incredibly important. So while the physical products that we're selling are sex toys, the values that our brand stands for are sex positivity and empowerment and sex education. And the content that we produce for our social channels mirrors this. So as well as showcasing the products, we also try and entertain and inform and start conversations. And I think that adding that value beyond just product information and product pictures has been really instrumental in growing our Instagram community. In terms of direct sales, you know, when we hit 10K and we could finally use the swipe up function and put links to our products, that was a game changer. So I didn't um, know that. You have, to, you have to have a minimum amount of Instagram followers to be able to sell direct to consumer. To be able to swipe up and include a link in an Instagram story, yeah, you have to have 10K followers and then they unlock the feature for you. I suppose it's to incentivize you to try and reach that goal. If I'm being cynical, it's probably so people pay for advertising to try and reach more people. Um, But that's another point for us. Because we are a sex-focused company, we can't use a lot of advertising tools. So we can't use paid advertising on Facebook or Instagram because our product is deemed to be (laughs) unseemly. So organic growth has been really important for us because we can't use those same paid channels in the way that other businesses might. I think building relationships with influencers has been a really key part of that. And especially because, you know, the the majority of the growth of this business has taken place during lockdown. So I haven't been able to go out and network in real life in person and meet people and make connections. So making those connections on Instagram so that people rally behind your cause and want to share your content and want to help you, I think has been quite important. And creating content that yeah that people want to share we we run giveaways of toys and vouchers and things like that we've partnered with other companies that have kind of higher followings than ours 
we've taken advantage of new features on platforms when they've come out. So Reels, for example, on Instagram, um, I think adopting those kind of new features early is super helpful when you're trying to build something from scratch because Instagram will kind of prioritize the content that's using those new features and creating just kind of welcoming but clean look and feel as well. And like we mentioned earlier, I think putting my face to the content and things like doing Q and A's and allowing people to interact with your content is really helpful because then people tell their friends, Hey, come and look at this really interesting Q and A that's happening and stuff like that. So lots of different moving parts. Um, and obviously once you start building momentum, it's a little easier to grow. It's those first few thousand followers, which can be really tricky. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you did a really amazing collaboration um, with a clothing line, um, Hit and Run. So how how do these kind of partnerships come about? And do you think that they're really integral to the growth of a business? Yeah, Hit and Run are great. Basically, I, I wanted to create a clothing line for Self and More, but it was really important to me that the, the clothes were inclusive in sizing and that they were ethically sourced. So there's there's loads of like print on demand companies out there and stuff like that, but they only tend to go up to like a size large and they're printed really cheaply on like poor quality clothing and just sent out. The other alternative is that you buy loads and loads of stock and loads of sizes, but you end up sending things to landfill if it doesn't sell. So Hit and Run have a really unique proposition in that they're printed to order in London and they have um, organic cotton tees and clothes and a really wide like selection of clothing and just great brand values. So I saw that they had been collaborating with different artists and I thought, well, this is a long shot, but I'll just reach out and see if they want to work with a sex toy boutique. You never know. (laughs) Um, And lo and behold, uh, Mickey, who runs it, replied, oh my God, yes, love that. Uh, And we started chatting and we had this idea for uh, wanker tea where the word wanker is upside down. So you can read it looking down and you know that you're a wanker. It's reclaiming the word wanker because wanking is something that's typically associated with penises and we want to reclaim the word for everyone it's a bit tongue-in-cheek another thing is on instagram obviously not everyone wants to post a picture of their vibrator but (laughs) people do tend to upload pictures of them wearing clothes that they like and tagging the brand so you know all of these moving parts kind of came together and we worked with mickey to create all of these lovely pieces of clothing and empowering t-shirts um And yeah, we just ended up staying, working with them. And we've had our clothing on there for about a year. And working with like a separate company who creates something that you can't create, I think is really powerful. You know, I could have tried to print all of those shirts myself and researched different providers and stuff like that. And then, but it would have been a massive headache. So working with him made it all very easy. Yeah. And I think you are really great at what you do and he's really great at what he does but then together you're even more powerful I think sometimes trying to do it yourself like you say can be time consuming overwhelming and actually you might not get the product that you that you would really like to send out so you might as well partner with the best and two heads are better than one kind of thing totally agree and the thing about you know as a a sex toy brand creating clothing it's an easy thing to gift to people as well if people are kind of on the fence about working with a sex toy company if they don't know it's something their follower base will kind of resonate with a t-shirt is an easy way for them to kind of test the waters and claim their sex positive without actually having to talk about an orgasm if if a small business is listening to this thinking how can I get myself noticed who could I kind of collaborate what should I do on social media can you give them any advice? I think you need to 
look not just within your industry but to other industries and see what people are doing and what things do you look at and think that's cool and then just put yourself out there reach out ask the question even if you think that you know someone is too big or too established to work with you they might take a chance because your proposition is interesting um so just put yourself out there and don't be afraid to ask the question Poppy, who's bisexual, sets Self and More up to be a fully inclusive brand of all genders and sexualities. And because on the show we're all about lifting up small businesses, I thought I'd ask her if she wanted to take the chance to shout out any other LGBTQ plus owned businesses that she's a fan of. I'd like to shout out Howl, who are a sex positive community and they produce CBD lubricants and they donate 50p of every bottle to uk black pride lovers and friends which is a inclusive membership based community that is somewhere between kind of a dating app and a community of people who get together to discuss relationships and queer issues and finally a company i think will be relevant to a lot of people listening to this podcast is pr for the people and they are an affordable pr membership company so it's a service for small businesses who can't necessarily afford to work with a large pr company so it makes pr accessible to a wider range of people This is the part of the show where last week's guest gets to throw forward a question to this week's and where this week's guest gets to do the same for the next one. Here's what Kind co-founder Ellie wanted to know. My question is, what are some of the ways that you look after your own mental health and well-being while running your business? I think for me, it's really important to listen to my body. And if it's telling me it's too tired to do a certain kind of work that day, it's okay to just kind of put that on the back burner and come back to it later. You don't have to force yourself to get through your to-do list within that day. You know, I think our creativity kind of ebbs and flows throughout the month. And just because you've planned to do something creative on one day, doesn't mean you have to, you can come back and do that later. So just be kind of kind to your mind and body and, I think don't compare your journey to anyone else's. You're on your own path. And if you kind of go down that comparison route, it can just be a real, it can mess with your head and it can make you second guess everything. So yeah, just appreciate where you are and be kind to yourself. Lovely. Okay. And do you have a question for our next guest? Yeah, I think when there are a million and one things that you want to achieve with your business, how do you decide what's most important and what to tackle first? Amazing. Thank you so much, Poppy. And before you go, I just want you to tell me in one sentence, what does the future look like for self and more? Sexual empowerment for the masses. I love that. That should be your new strap line. It should. Quick, trademark it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Poppy, thank you so much. That was so interesting. You can buy any of Poppy's carefully curated products or just learn a little bit more about what you might like at her website, selfandmore.co.uk. Or you can become a member of her much-loved Instagram community by searching Self and More. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just do it on whatever podcast app you normally use. 
That's it for me today. My next guest will be Lima founder, Lucy Goff. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.